Riley Gaines gets attacked for saying that only women are women. The Pentagon is examining a massive leak of secret documents. Plus, a California Democrat says the Amber Alert system is racist. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Riley Gaines, who was a collegiate swimmer on the women's team at the University of Kentucky. And guess what? She's an actual woman, someone who trained and sacrificed so that she can compete against other women to see who was the best. Well, that all changed, of course, when William Thomas, a male collegiate swimmer, ranked number 432, was allowed to swim against the women under the name Leah Thomas. He went from the 432nd ranked man to the number one ranked woman, and the NCAA allowed this. Riley Gaines, however, has been one of the few women to speak out. Now, don't get me wrong. There are reports of teammates and other female swimmers who were outraged, but many just stayed quiet because apparently everyone just had to accept that a man swimming against women was okay, and even worse, somehow fair. ESPN even did a special on William Thomas during Women's History Month, and that's where Riley Gaines lost it, tweeting this in March. Leah Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title. He is an arrogant cheat who stole a national title from a hardworking, deserving woman. The NCAA is responsible. If I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out. You're spineless, ESPN. Hashtag boycott ESPN. This, of course, brought out the trans mob, which we see becoming more and more violent. A transgender shot and killed six people in Nashville, including three children. Another transgender in Colorado was just arrested for planning to shoot up a school. For Riley Gaines, she was invited to speak at San Francisco State University. As her speech was nearing the end, a violent trans mob showed up, and what resulted was not the exercise of free speech. It was violence and intimidation. It's just insane. Gaines was punched multiple times by a man in a dress. She was forced into a room and couldn't leave for three hours until the San Francisco police arrived. During that time, university officials did nothing to help her. But thankfully, Gaines is fighting back. You know, I am worried about my safety. I have to be now. Um, when we have people who are willing to do this, and we know why they're willing to do this, it's because they don't have reason, they don't have logic, they don't have science, they don't have common sense on their side. That's on my side. And so they, they protrude um, by violence, whether it's physical or verbal violence. Um, but what this means for me, this does not deter me. This assures me that I am doing the right thing. This will not silence me when they want me to be silenced. It just means I need to speak louder. Outstanding. Now, to show you how crazy and leftist America's colleges and universities have become, San Francisco State put out a statement following this incident. 
The statement was issued by Jamila Moore, who is the Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management. Here are the first two sentences. Today, San Francisco State finds itself again at the center of a national discussion regarding freedom of speech and expression. Let me begin by saying clearly, the trans community is welcome and belongs at San Francisco State University. This is unreal. A woman was attacked on campus, basically held hostage for three hours, and the university calls it a free speech issue and wants to make sure that the trans community isn't upset. Nowhere in the statement at all is the violence denounced or is an apology issued to Riley Gaines. Instead, the statement adds this. Thank you to our students who participated peacefully in Thursday evening's event. It took tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging space. I am proud of the moments where we listened and asked insightful questions. I'm also proud of the moments when our students demonstrated the value of free speech and the right to protest peacefully. This feels difficult because it is difficult. As you reflect, process, and begin to heal, please remember that there are people, resources, and services available and ready to receive our Gator community, including faculty, staff members, coaches, and mentors who are here to support you. This statement is so pathetic, but this is what we are seeing across the country. Riley Gaines gets attacked, and that's okay with the left. And the people who are attacking, they are called brave and courageous. Well, Riley Gaines is the brave one because she is speaking out. And if there's anything the left hates, it's people who will fight back. All right, next let's talk about the Pentagon document leak. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the document leak that has officials at the Pentagon scrambling and not only trying to find out who released the information, but also trying to downplay the significance of the intelligence that was released. Here's the story. The documents reveal um, the extent of the U.S. spying operations across the world, the integration that we have with the suggestion is from these documents yeah. in Russia uh, in terms of all of their security apparatus, how, how, how we have infiltrated almost all of it. It also has numbers, projections of losses in for the Russian military and for the Ukrainian military. ABC News is reporting that this leak of U.S. secret documents follows a leak in early March of documents which provided details on Iran's nuclear program, North Korea's missile program, and other regions of the world. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh said that what was released was photographs of the documents and that a referral has been made to the Justice Department for investigation. Here's more. So it looks like somebody who was trying to, you know, surreptitiously get photos of this and then share the photos of the documents. So it feels like an inside job, but mm. DOJ is investigating, DOD is investigating. So we'll find out. But clearly, I think uh, it's meant to try to change what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. But, you know, a lot of the leaks look like they don't spell out a very good picture for Russia. But I think it's always an attempt when these leaks happen to embarrass the Americans, to undermine us around the world. Some of the documents posted on social media platforms included precise details about the Ukrainian battlefield, U.S. weapons used by Ukraine, and the training of Ukrainian troops as of March 1st, according to ABC News. A U.S. official told the network that the documents are of limited intelligence value and appear to have been altered. Meanwhile, some media outlets are making the case that this could be Russian disinformation. Whatever the case, 
The DOD needs to get its act together ASAP. All right, next let's talk about California State Senator Stephen Bradford and his new bill, which would create an ebony alert system in California. Now we know California is off the rails, coming up with head-scratching legislation all the time. The state's taxes and woke policies are causing Californians to leave in droves. For the first time in the state's history, California lost an electoral vote because people are leaving. Well, just when you thought you've seen it all, along comes Democrat Stephen Bradford, who says that the alert system, like a silver alert for an elderly person or an amber alert for a child, it's not good enough. He's proposing an ebony alert just for black people, because of course, the amber alert system must be racist. Here's a report from the Post Millennial. Amber alerts are specifically for those who are known to have been abducted. It does not have a racial component, but Bradford's take is that it is discriminatory and contains within it some kind of implicit bias. The ebony alert would ensure that resources and attention are given so we can bring home missing black women and black children in the same way we would search for any missing child and missing person, said Bradford. Wow. You know what's interesting about Bradford's quote is that he states that resources and attention would be given to black women and children in the same way that California searches for any missing child or person. Okay, so doesn't any missing child or person include black children too? Of course it does. But once again, leave it to the Democrats to inject racism into just about anything. The Amber Alert system is for all children. There is no racial element to it at all. But just like safe spaces and segregated graduations, it's the left that continues to push racial division rather than unity. All right, next let's talk about Bud Light and its trans spokesman, Dylan Mulvaney, because Bud Light and the parent company, Anheuser-Busch, are taking a ton of heat for selling out to the woke radical left. And I want to begin by starting with Mulvaney himself. This is a man who goes around parading as a woman, but it's even more insulting than that. He goes around as a caricature of a woman. Let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls be dolls, please. Thank you. Give me a break. Now, while I was scanning around Instagram the other day, I found a great response to this guy. And this woman says things that I'm sure almost everyone is thinking, but hardly anyone says. Why does he act like that? Like, women don't act like that. Women don't prance around and like like six-year-old girls on Easter wearing a ruffled dress and like patent leather shoes. Like we we know how to behave. It's like this insulting, over-the-top, exaggerated, infantilized version of a woman that like only exists in movies. And it's really insulting. Like it's almost like he's mocking us. Just awesome. And the comments are right on. When you say that men can be women, you are mocking women. When you say that it's okay for men to compete against women, you are mocking women. And there's another side to this story as well. It's this effort by the left to feminize men. Just look at commercials or movies these days. The men or the dads are just a bunch of goofs and the women are going around beating everyone up. Leftist companies talk about toxic masculinity just so they can push their new version of what a man should be. And that's exactly what's going on with Bud Light. Check out the comments by Anheuser-Busch's VP for Bud Light. It's like we mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in 
okay, what is what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Are you kidding me? Tell me, what part of this appeals to either men or women? Let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls be dolls, please. Thank you. But the Bud Light VP, Alice Heinerscheid, goes on and tells us what was wrong with Bud Light. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. It's really important that Bud Light had another approach. Really. Because this new approach is alienating just about everybody. It's okay for guys to be guys and women to be women. And if you don't believe me, just look at the people who are trying to force this change. Corporations and organizations who are now controlled by radical leftists who want to destroy everything that is normal in society. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.